Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth in Golf podcast. I am your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Cross Creek Golf Club and owner of Go Forth Golf Instruction. I have another wonderful episode for you today. I'm going to talk about some really good tips on how to have better course management, and everyone needs to hear this because course management is one of the most important factors in playing this game, and there are golfers who just do not focus on it at all. So, Please take the time to listen to these tips because if you can navigate your way around the golf course better, physically and mentally, I think you're going to see a huge improvement in your golf game. And then also, how do you play better when it's raining? I know you may be listening and you're like, look, I am not playing in the rain. I don't care anything about it. I'll skip this. But I really encourage you to listen because you may find some tips there that could make you want to get out there and play on a rainy day, or if you have that pop-up shower that hits you out of nowhere, you will be able to navigate your way through that a little bit better, not get frustrated, not have your score get affected by those rainy conditions. This episode is purely dedicated to giving you tips on these two things that I mentioned to you. So take the time to pull out the notebook, pull out your phone, and make some notes, however you feel most comfortable making notes. Do that on this episode And then really try your best to apply everything I'm going to talk to you about because, again, like I've always said, this is the whole purpose of this podcast is just to help you improve your game, help you get out there and enjoy the game more. So without further ado, let's jump right into episode number 38 on tips to improve your course management and playing better in the rain. Oh, he got all of that one. Playing in the rain certainly presents its own set of challenges, and I want to talk to you today about how to play better when it's raining outside. Now, I know you could be listening, and you're saying, listen, when it's raining outside, I have zero desire to play golf. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But if you don't mind playing in the rain, then certainly I'm going to talk to you right now. And even if you didn't like playing in the rain, maybe you're going to hear these tips, and you'll feel a little less intimidated to get out there on the golf course because now you feel a little more comfortable with how to approach it, things you may need to have with you, what to expect, etc. when you're out there playing in the rain. So get ready to take some notes on how to play better in the rain. All right, so first and foremost, the obvious. You need to have the proper gear on you, because if you don't have the proper gear, it's going to make it very difficult, as you know, because I'm sure that you have been in a situation where You've gotten caught in the rain unexpectedly. You didn't have anything on you that you needed. So that's what I'm going to talk to you about now. What do you need to carry with you out there on the golf course when you know the rain's coming? Or, you know, hey, just in case you're out there and a pop-up shower shows up that you were not expecting, this gear is going to help you. So things like, you know, a hoodie or a rain bucket hat, that will help you certainly keeping the rain off your head. Or just, hey, the hat that you're wearing is is okay. Just know that it's going to soak through. So if you know it's going through rain, maybe take a rain-specific hat or take multiple hats with you. Because when your head gets wet, as you know, it's uh, a lot less fun out there 
and you get colder as well. Depends on what time of the year, of course. Rain gloves makes a gigantic difference. If you can get some rain gloves, that'll just help you grip the golf club better. If you don't want to invest in rain gloves, then I would try to take at least two or three pair of gloves with you to swap out during the round. Three at the very minimum, because these things are going to get wet very quickly. Keep them in your pocket if you can, or keep them in the cart when you don't need them. Just try not to wear it out in the rain uh, as little as possible, because you want to try to conserve those gloves. Certainly a rain jacket and rain pants. As far as I'm concerned, a good rain jacket or rain suit is essential. I don't care if you play golf in the rain or not. It's really nice to have a rain jacket and a rain pair of rain pants because you, you just never know. I've got a great rain suit that I've gotten from FootJoy. Phenomenal product. They make phenomenal rain gear. Go out there and check them out. Hand warmers. And again, this is going to depend on what time of the year you're playing. Certainly colder weather will definitely help you when it comes to the hand warmers and keeping those hands warm because as we know, when your hands get cold, there's no feel there. If there's no feel, you're going to really struggle, especially with distance response and then making those mechanical moves that we need to throughout the swing that require some feel in our hands. An extra pair of socks can also go a long way. Make sure that you keep, I would say, two or three pair of those as well because I'm hoping you're going to be wearing waterproof shoes, and that's my next suggestion. If you're not, then the socks will definitely, definitely be a huge necessity because going back to the head, when your head gets wet or if your feet get wet, then we just feel really uncomfortable. So a few extra pair of socks will not hurt you when you're out there. An umbrella, and again, that's a given. I mean, everybody should have a good umbrella strapped to the side of their bag. And then some carts have the pull-down rain covers. Those are certainly very, very nice. It keeps your equipment from getting rained on, but definitely a good umbrella. And then extra towels. Take an extra towel with you. Want, I like to recommend one for your grips, one for your hands or face, and then one for cleaning off the golf ball or the golf club. So at least three towels with you when you're out there in the rainy conditions. So again, a good hat, whether it's rainproof or not, gloves, spare gloves or rain gloves. You want to have a good rain suit, possibly hand warmers, depending on the temperature, spare socks, waterproof shoes, a good umbrella, and then extra towels as well. The next thing you need to have when you're out there during rainy conditions is the proper mindset. Yes, proper mindset, because if you're out there and you're getting frustrated, you're getting intimidated, whatever emotion's going through you because it's raining on you, those things affect how we play out there. So patience is going to be really important. Don't get frustrated out there. Just keep in mind that you're playing in an odd condition. You're playing in conditions you don't normally play in. Don't beat yourself up if you don't do as well as you want to. Patience is going to be key when you're out there on the golf course when it's raining. Also, just take one shot at a time. Don't think forward to the shot you're going to have three holes from now or what you messed up on two holes ago or the previous golf shot. Focus on the shot that's in front of you because, as you know, when you're out there, you're going to lose focus because of just what's going on around you, the elements that you're in. So just do your best to be positive and patient and take one shot at a time. Also, just don't let the elements force you to lose focus because, again, you're in a new environment, and we get distracted very easily when things aren't as normal. So the rain could be hitting you, or 
your clubs got wet, you may have slipped, maybe your grips are too wet, whatever the situation is, just try not to lose focus on the shot that's in front of you because it's very easy to do. I think most bad rounds when the element, the weather elements are poor is due to a lack of focus because, again, it's something different. We get really distracted about what we're doing and what's around us and how our rounds being affected, how our bodies are being affected, that we just completely lose sight of what we're trying to do, which is hit a good golf shot or the shot that's right in front of us. So really try to do your best to stay focused. Also, I just want you to embrace the challenge. This is what makes the game so fun and unique. And that's because we get to play in different elements to challenge us. There's no other sport really other than if you're playing an outdoor sport like football or soccer or maybe baseball. And sometimes they call those games when it gets really bad uh, as far as the weather. You, you don't get to challenge yourself like this. So embrace the challenge because it's something different. You may have the best round of your life because you had the proper mindset going into this. So again, I cannot express enough how important it is to have the proper mindset going into a rainy day because having a negative outlook will do nothing for you and it's going to pretty much make it impossible for you to have a great round because you know, you're not thinking about the things you need to. You're too focused on, oh my goodness, what's well, raining and I don't even know if I want to be out here today and this is miserable and what am I doing here? I'm not going to shoot a good round today. I mean, you're telling you you're telling yourself all these negative things, they will happen, I can promise you. So really work on having that proper mindset, being patient, don't get frustrated. You're taking one shot at a time. Don't let the elements force you to lose your focus and just embrace the challenge of being out there in something different. Okay, so the next thing I want you to focus on is adapting to the course. Adapting to what the course is bringing you under these conditions. And there's some things I want you to keep in mind that you may see happen when you're out there in the rainy conditions. Number one, you're going to see less spin off the club face with your irons just because there's water on the face, right? Now, if you can keep your, your club face wiped down with the towels, like I mentioned to you earlier, then certainly you're going to be able to generate a little bit more spin on your irons the way we need to when you're approaching your, when you're getting ready to hit your approach shot. So just keep in mind, a lot of water on that face, you may see less spin off the club face, which then could affect how that ball releases on the green. You're also going to see slower green conditions. So if you're putting it and chipping it, you're not going to see as much roll out there. So we got to take that in consideration. So if you're getting ready to make a chip shot, and normally you would hit a 56 degree on that chip shot, maybe you need to take a 52, or maybe you need to take your pitching wedge, because that's just going to allow for more rollout. As far as the putt goes, maybe you need to pick a spot behind the hole as your target just to ensure that you're going to get it there. So your focus is away from the hole itself, and it's focused beyond the hole to make up for the fact that the green is going to be a little bit slower on you. Also, iron shots, they're going to hold the green a little bit better. They're going to have less rollout, so when it hits, it may stop exactly where it hits. Now, if that's the case and you tend to come up a little short on your golf shots, then maybe take a little bit more because you're not going to get hardly any rollout when the ball hits the green. Of course, that really depends on green conditions as well and the type of grass that's on the green. But just know that iron shots are going to hold a lot better with less rollout. And like I said earlier, take more club because 
you're also going to have less carry and that rollout I mentioned to you earlier. So really want to consider taking more club, not only because you're not going to have as much rollout, but also because of the elements. I mean, because of the temperatures, because of the moisture in the air, you may not get as much carry on the golf ball. So club up a little bit and try that. I don't want you to feel like you need to swing harder because keep in mind that your feet are less stable, right? Because all that ground is wet underneath you. So don't feel like you need to swing harder in this condition. Same thing with wind. I've mentioned that in the past podcast. Swing easier. I'd rather see you take more club and swing easier and maintain your balance better than to try to force a situation. Anytime you're trying to force a golf shot, as you know, that typically does not go very well. So just swing smooth, stay in rhythm, stay in tempo, take more club if you need to. Another thing to consider on that is the club is going to be a little less stable in your hands, right? Because you've got that moisture on your hands or on the grip or on your glove. So you really need to consider that as well in terms of your tempo, because the last thing we want to do is see that club fly out of your hand. I don't want to see you put a death grip on it because that's going to really create tension throughout the entire body. So don't do that. Just, I want you to make sure your grip is good and it's dry Make sure your glove is dry. Those things will help you as well. And then again, swinging easier, you won't have any fear of losing control over that golf club. And then lastly, maybe experiment with a more condensed golf swing because the longer it gets, the less control we have over it. So a condensed golf swing may be a little bit better for you when it's raining because it's just going to give you more control. And it's also going to give you a much better chance of catching that ball off the center of the club face. So experiment with that a little bit. Less backswing, more golf club in your hand. Again, all we're trying to do is just limit the amount of errors in our golf swing. And so if we condense it down, we have a better chance of that. So again, just adapt to the golf course, adapt to the conditions, know that you're going to have less spin off the club face due to the water. The greens are going to be slower, so your chips and putts may not roll out as much. Your iron shots are going to hold the green a little bit better with less rollout. Think about taking more club because you're going to have less carry because of the conditions and less rollout, like I said earlier. And don't feel like you got to swing harder. Swing easy. Keep in mind, you got to maintain your balance and then also maintain control over that golf club. And then consider a more condensed golf swing to help you manage the conditions that you're under and just get that golf club back to that golf ball and striking it on the center a little bit more consistently. All right, I'm going to leave you with this. Know the rules of golf because when you're out there, you need to understand two important rules for sure. And number one is the casual water rule, which is rule 16, and then the embedded ball rule, which is rule 16.3 because you're going to run into an embedded ball out there more than likely. And then you're also going to run into casual water. So be very familiar with those two rules. Take a rule book with you if you want. But those are very simple rules you can read over Read over before your round. Rule 16 covers those casual water and the embedded ball rule. Get out there. Enjoy the game of golf in different elements. Rain being one of those. Don't be intimidated by it. Take these tips that I've mentioned to you, embrace them, get out there and challenge yourself, challenge your game a little bit, have confidence that you can do this. You can get out there and play if it's rainy. You can play when that pop-up shower hits you unexpectedly. Don't lose your cool. Just stay calm. Follow these tips, and I promise you, you will have more fun out there playing golf in the rain.
Good luck. Oh, yeah! Woo-hoo! <laughs> you gotta love that! Woo! You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure on Main. You won't regret it. Having the proper course management is something that golfers just fail to think about. They just think about making contact with a golf ball. They're thinking about their end score, whatever the case may be. Actually strategizing your way around the golf course, having good course management is something that is overlooked. This is what I want to talk to you about today, giving you some tips to help you be better at course management and ultimately lowering your score, lowering your handicap, because you will find that having the right thought process out there and managing your way around the golf course a little bit better can make a world of difference. That being said, get ready to take some notes on some really good course management tips. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about is knowing your stats. Now, what stats am I talking about? Well, first and foremost, you need to be 100% clear about what your capabilities are, okay? If you don't understand what your capabilities are, you're not going to be able to make the best decision or the smartest decision out there on the golf course. So understand what you're able to do and what you're not able to do, first of all, and then that's going to help you know what strategy to take on the golf course. Now, understanding your capabilities comes from keeping statistics. Now, simple stats that you can keep are the amount of fairways that you're hitting, the amount of greens in regulation, and then the number of putts that you're making. So if you're not already doing this, please start doing it now because it's really important. If you are doing it, congratulations. You're one step towards having good course management. Now, another thing you can do, another step you can take beyond that is during the round or maybe after the round, if that becomes too stressful or you don't have enough time, is to identify what happened with each shot. Now, if you miss the green on a par four from 150 yards, then note, okay, I missed it left, or I missed it right, or I missed it short, or I missed it long. So seeing those tendencies and understanding those tendencies will really help you identify what areas of your game you need to work on. An example of that is if you're finding that you're missing most of your shots to the right, 
then we need to look at is it an alignment issue? Are you leaving the club face open? Are you too are you too inside to out on your downswing? So that's just an example of hey, I'm identifying a particular pattern that I know how to attack that in order to make it better. Also, I want you to really develop an accurate gauge of exactly what your carry distances are with each club, what your normal tendencies are with each club. For example, how far do you carry your seven iron and what type of shot pattern do you see with that seven iron? Do you see slices? Do you see pulls? What's the amount of dispersion, etc.? This is going to be the foundation for figuring out what your strengths and weaknesses are, not to mention it's helping you identify where additional practice time may be necessary. And that's super important. So again, I want you to really get an accurate gauge for your carry distances with each club and what your tendencies may be. And then lastly, I just want you to think through your round. If you know the course you're getting ready to play, I want you to think through every shot the way you want it to go before your round. Now, I want you to be realistic about this. Picturing every hole being a birdie may not be realistic right now. So I want you to think of actual positive shots that you know you can achieve and that will give you the desired score on that hole. I, I can't tell you how many times I've had an important round and the night before whether I'm laying in bed or just sitting in a quiet room and I'm just thinking through the round because I'm familiar with the course I'm getting ready to play. Maybe I played a practice round or maybe I played there several times and I'm just thinking through how do I want this hole to go and how do I want each shot to go? It just really makes me feel a lot more comfortable the day of. And when I step up on that tee box, I'm picturing that hole as well, but I'm thinking about it a little bit differently. I'm going to talk about that here in just a second, how I'm imagining that hole when I, once I get to it, but playing through or thinking through your round in your mind beforehand can really help a lot. So again, I want you to know your own stats. I want you to be number one, 100% clear about your, about your capabilities. And then I want you to keep track of your stats for your rounds. And I want you to, after each round or during the round, identify what each shot pattern was like. How did you miss each shot or what did you do well on that shot? Identify your carry distances and your normal tendencies with the clubs, and then I want you to think through the round. Next tip I want to give you on course management is I want you to play to your strengths, play away from your weaknesses. First of all, you need to understand what those weaknesses are and then learn how to play away from them. In other words, I just want you to play around your limitations. Let's just say that you really struggle with bunker shots. Then you need to make sure you're strategizing and hitting shots away from those bunkers so you don't get in them. So if the bunker's on the left side of the fairway, play to the right side of the fairway. If there is a green side bunker just in front of the green, then maybe you need to make sure you overclub to go long so you miss that bunker. This also means just recognizing which parts of your game will be the greatest chance of scoring better. And then you want you to play in a way that's going to allow you to leverage those strengths, right? So it's all about understanding your strengths, understanding weaknesses, and then trying to leverage your game to play towards those strengths. I'll give you another example of that. Let's just say that you're lacking distance off the tee. You struggle with distance. And in that case, you really want to make sure you cater to your short game. And then opposite of that, if your short game is a struggle, let's make sure you hit a shot off the tee that's going to set you up with a mid iron to the green instead of a wedge because you're struggling with your wedges. But I also want you to have a go-to club, right? So let's say your favorite club in your bag is your eight iron. 
then play your shots to put you in a position to hit that eight iron, especially when it comes to hitting off the tee. You know, don't pull a driver out of your bag and blast it down the fairway into a sand wedge range when that's your weaker area. But sit down with yourself and write out what you do well and what you don't do so well. Understand that first. That's super, super important. Know what your weaknesses are. Know what your strengths are. And I want you to start doing a better job of playing towards your strengths and staying away from your weaknesses. But you have to understand that first before you can do any of that. This is something that I see on the golf course a lot, and that's golfers trying to hit shots that they haven't practiced. And this is going to apply to trouble shots, for example, from the trees or maybe even a penalty area, or maybe it's that high cut or that high draw that you need to hit into a, a dog leg right or dog leg left hole. So how many times have you found yourself amongst a lot of trees and then rather than trying to chance it and punch it down through those big group of trees or through that little opening there that looks really, really enticing. It can maybe get that ball to roll up to the front of the green. I want you to maybe think about punching out to the fairway. Don't take that chance and go through those trees because if it hits them, you're toast. So just think smart. Think about realistically what you're able to do and maybe what you've practiced and done in the past in a previous scenario. Or another example is you're in a penalty area and you see your ball down there on the creek bed. Instead of trying to hit that ball, if you're not, if you don't have stable ground or you don't have a good lie, just take your drop. Just take your medicine. It's better than you maybe possibly having three out of there instead of one penalty shot. Uh, another example is that high fade I mentioned to you. You see a pin tucked on the right side of the, of the green. The left side of the green is gigantic. You're going to hit down that left side with this high cut. It's going to fall in there very nicely and roll within two feet. Oh, and by the way, there's a creek on the right side of that green, or maybe there's a big pond. Realistically, if you've never hit that shot before, not a good idea to try it right there. As pretty as it may look in your mind and as awesome as it would be that you can pull that off, you got to be realistic about what you're able to do, and you have to be comfortable with it before you try it. I don't want to see you out there on the course trying things you've never done before. That's what the practice range is for. And also, that's why we go to the to the golf course to work on these type of things without keeping score. And that's, that's really important. I really encourage you to do that. Just go to the golf course by yourself. Maybe you're out there with your buddies, and you, you look at them, you say, listen, I, I'm not playing for score today. I just have a lot of things I'm going to work on. I'm just going to enjoy your company today, but I'm going to work on some different shot scenarios. I'm not going to hold the group up or anything like that, but I'm just going to work on different shot scenarios and just get out here and have a good time. And absolutely nothing wrong with that. And in fact, I don't think enough golfers do that. They think when they get out there and play, it's all about the score. Certainly, yes, it needs to be most of the time, but Take the time to, to have a, just a practice session where you can work on these shots, become more comfortable with them, so you can pull them off when you need to. Again, just be realistic. Don't try those shots on the golf course you have not practiced. The next tip on course management is taking enough club. Underclubbing is probably one of the most common golf course management mistakes you can make out there just thinking that you can hit that club farther than you actually can and this is where a solid understanding of your exact yardages or exact carry distances comes into play like I mentioned to you earlier I, I just cannot stress that enough that you know how far that is if you don't know 
I would really recommend just charting it out. Go to a range, go to the course, and just chart out how far you hit your clubs and have that chart in your bag if you need to and go to it just as a reminder that you know what your 140 club is, you know what your 160 club is, you know what your 180 club is. And that way, it just it's going to really instill a lot more confidence in you. A really interesting statistic that you may or may not know that I found just amazing is that roughly 80% of the shots that miss the green are short. 80%. I mean, that's a high number that are short of the green. And now, keep in mind, there are definitely some physical factors that can contribute to your golf ball flying a shorter distance, like the wind, uh, the thick rough you're hitting out of, maybe it's colder temperatures, or maybe you're hitting to an elevated green. So those are things you want to take in consideration to help you take enough club. But again, far too often the mistake is a mental one, to be quite honest. I mean, you may just be overly optimistic in, in, in how you're viewing how far you can hit that golf ball. And there's nothing wrong with having confidence. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be confident in how you approach your shots. No, but you need to be realistic on how far you hit a golf club because you're only hurting yourself if you're sitting there telling yourself that you can hit a seven iron 180, but realistically, you can only hit it 160. So just really understand what your yardages are. Good little tip I can give you here. If you know that most of your shots are coming up short, a really good strategy is to take the distance measurement that you're seeing, and then I want you to figure it to the back of the green rather than to the middle of the green. So if you have a GPS device and it's giving you front, middle, back, then take that back measurement. If you have a rangefinder and you can laser the pin and it's lasering 150, then treat it as 160. Try that for a little bit. I think you'll be surprised on what kind of results you'll get from that. But again, always take enough club. Don't overestimate what you think you can do here. I want you to be realistic and make sure you give the ball a chance of getting there. The ball does not have a chance of going in unless you give it a chance to get there. So don't come up short. All right, the last tip I want to give you is I want you to work backwards from the hole to prepare. And that's what I was saying earlier. When I'm standing on the hole, I have a little different strategy than I did when I was sitting at home mapping out the golf shots I wanted to hit. So when I'm standing on the hole, I'm really trying to think from the green backwards. It's a really good tactic that works, I can promise you. A good example is to know where the pin location is. So you know which side of the fairway to position your tee shot for that best angle at the pin when you do hit your approach shot. Now, you could be sitting there and saying, dang, Steve, look, I just I just want to hit the fairway. Much less place it exactly in a certain spot or an area. I get it. I promise you I get it. So if hitting the fairway can be a struggle right now, at least aim towards the area of the hole that you know is best suited to attack that green better. Or if you miss the fairway, strategize your next shot to put you back into this ideal area. The biggest thing here is just recognize where you need to be and then doing the very best you can to get there. If it means that you need to be down the left-hand side of the fairway to approach the green at a better angle, just do everything, recognize that number one, and just do everything you can to get there and aim in that direction. That's that's half the battle right there. Obviously, if you're coming to me for lessons or you're working on your game, you know, you're going to get to a point where you can start hitting it more consistently and hitting it where you're aiming. But the first part of this battle is just understanding where to strategize 
and then setting yourself up for that. If you know your favorite distance to the green, let's just say it's 100 yards, then you need to think about which club to select from the tee to place you at that distance from the hole. And perhaps you just need a three wood or you need a hybrid off a tee rather than automatically pulling that driver out of your bag. And that may bring into play some other things like a hazard or a tough lie or rough or whatever the case may be. So it starts with understanding where's the pin, where's the green, and then what's around that green, what's up that fairway leading you back to your tee box and just seeing that in your mind, knowing your destination, knowing your end route, that'll just really help you strategize where to begin and where to start on that hole. The biggest thing about this backwards planning process is just so that you can just play away from trouble and find the hole's ideal route. That's all this is about. Just find the best route you need to take to get that golf ball in that hole. That's all that matters. So thinking of it from a backwards standpoint can really help a lot. Harvey Panic had this in his book, The Little Red Book. If you've read that book, great. If you haven't, I really suggest you do it. But in there, he talks about Picture yourself standing on the green, holding the flag stick, looking back at yourself, standing on the tee box or standing in the fairway, wherever you may be. It works. I can promise you it works. I've done it, and it's amazing. So just something to think about to get yourself in that frame of mind of looking backwards or thinking backwards from the hole to the tee box. So in conclusion, I just want you to really think about or take into account where the trouble is on a hole and where the best places are to miss. I don't want you to cost yourself a lot of waste of strokes due to the defects in the mental part of your game. I really want you to strengthen that, use these tips I've given you to help you approach the game a little bit better, think through it better, to help you make better decisions. Something I want you to remember is that golf is not always about how good your good shots are. Yes, that's important. But it's also about how good your bad shots are. You know, what did you do well to prevent you from being in trouble? Maybe you didn't hit the best shot in the world, but you hit a shot that kept you out of trouble. And ironically, it's not often about the quality of your golf swing as much as it is about the quality of your thought process. Does that make sense? So I want you to think about don't stress so much about the quality of the golf swing. Yes, that's important. Yes, you need to work on that. But I want you to think about the thought process that you have when you're out there on the golf course. And that's the whole point of doing this segment with you today is just making you be a lot more aware of the processes you need to take out on the golf course, thinking about your strategies around the golf course more, whether it's about knowing your capabilities, understanding your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, not practicing things you shouldn't be doing, not trying shots that you haven't practiced, underclubbing, overclubbing, or how to look at the hole itself. Whatever it is, I just want you to put more emphasis on your thought process and see what happens. Don't sell yourself short, okay? Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. You may be listening to this and saying, look, this is kind of over my head. I'm just doing good to make consistent contact with the ball. Yes, that's something you'll continue to work on. But part of this game is also about how we work our way around the course. That's why the golf architects design these golf courses the way they do. They want you to think about it. They want you to strategize. And even though your swing may not be where you want it to be, or maybe it is, regardless of that, this is super important. So think about this. Go back and 
play this podcast again if you need to, as many times as you need to. That's the beauty of podcast. Make notes and just I want you to put more emphasis behind your course management. Take these tips, use them to the best of your ability, and please know that you can reach out to me. Let me know how this is working for you or let me know if you have any other questions about how to attack that golf course. Good luck and start lowering those scores with better course management. This can't talk is ain't about hitting some little white ball in some yonder hole. It's about inner demons, self-doubt, human frailty, and overcoming all that crap. Congratulations, my friend. You have completed yet another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. I can't thank you enough, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, for taking the time to push the play button no matter where you are and no matter what you're doing. You didn't have to do that, but you did. And I really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. I hope this helped you. I hope that you can navigate your way around the golf course a little bit better and have a little bit better course management, understanding what course management is all about, and then being able to apply that and lowering those scores for you. And then hopefully next time you're caught in the rain, or if you've planned around in the rain, that you will feel a lot more comfortable and you'll be able to shoot some low scores in those rainy conditions and just challenge your golf game a little bit more. As always, I ask that you help me spread the word about the podcast. Tell other people that you know that enjoys the game as much as we do about the podcast. Share it with them. If you take a screenshot of this episode, share it on your social media page. Tag me in it, and I'll put you in a drawing for a dozen tailor-made golf balls. So cannot lose on that. Just take a chance. Again, share the podcast out there. Again, make sure you tag me on social media to enter that drawing. If you feel like I deserve it and you're listening on the Apple platform, go out there and give me a five-star rating. That just helps me move up those Apple charts, puts this podcast in front of a lot more eyes, and just gets more listeners for me. So I really, really appreciate that. And leaving me a good review can also help with that as well. My next episode is going to drop on Wednesday, March the 16th. I've got some really good topics for you again. Some really cool guests will be on my podcast. And I'm going to sit down and have some discussions about what's going on in the game of golf. So don't want to miss that episode again, dropping on Wednesday, March the 16th. And as a reminder, the podcast drops the first and the third Wednesday of every month. Until the next episode, keep hitting those drives long and straight. Keep hitting those greens in regulation. Drain more putts. And most of all, get out there and have a wonderful, wonderful time. We have warm weather upon us, so get out there and enjoy it with your friends, with your family, and just have a great time. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. It's going to make you feel amazing. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.